Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hello guys and welcome to episode 32 titled, How to Begin Hearing Sound Bites from Heaven Like These. So it's good to be back after a couple of weeks. I haven't done an episode for a little while. And I know I've told you this before, but I rely very heavily on the Lord's direction when I'm bringing you content. And I won't bring you an episode if I haven't heard from the Lord what I'm supposed to talk about. And even though I have lots of content in the archives I could fall back on, that's just not how I do it. So I do have to have direction for what I bring you. And I'll be honest, the Lord has had me in a bit of a rest season lately where I can spend a little more time on myself. I've been able to go to the gym more, things like that. Uh, and I am kind of picking up some slack for my husband as well. Uh, his time right now is really consumed by the football coaching gig that he's got going. He, I told you he was an assistant high school football coach. And what's interesting is that he did that for me when I was focused on finishing up my degree. I mean, all I did was eat, sleep, and and study, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and I did little else for quite a while. But the Lord knows what I need. So I think even finishing that degree uh, to some level has probably been the reason for the rest but it doesn't really matter I just trust him he knows what is best for me and of course he knows what's best for you as well so all that to say that there's definitely been a change of season for me as far as I'm hearing from the Lord yes but I've gotten less content let's say for full-length articles or for podcast episodes uh, I have been getting, I would say, more of what I think of as heavenly sound bites. So that's what I want to talk about with you today. And by that, I mean it's almost like I'm eavesdropping in a way or overhearing parts of heavenly conversations, maybe between the Trinity or something, about everyday life, my everyday life, but also how God views things that are just part of all of human existence, like life and death. All right, so let's begin by defining the term soundbite. What is it? Well, one def definition, excuse me, that I found simply says a soundbite is a short clip of speech or music extracted from a longer piece of audio. And I think that's a good simple definition as far as it goes. But I like this next one better. It adds a little bit about the purpose behind a soundbite. So here's the second definition I found. A soundbite is a short clip of audio extracted from a larger file that's used to summarize a longer piece, often used to entice the listener to learn more, to listen for more. So that definition packs a little bit more in there. It tells us that a soundbite summarizes a particular topic or subject, and it entices us to listen for more. And that's exactly what I have found to be so in the examples of heavenly sound bites that I want to share with you here today. And I'm going to give you four examples of sound bites I've heard recently so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about 
and hopefully you'll want to hear them for yourself. That's the whole purpose. I'm going to give you examples, but I'm also going to give you principles so that you can hear them yourself because we all can hear the voice of God. That's very scriptural. John 10 tells us that. All right, so the first example. This one I heard in the first person. Now, I don't know if you hear the Lord like that, but sometimes I do. So in other words, it's like I'm saying it, but I know it isn't me. It didn't come from my head, my thoughts. It's a divine thought or a thought that I know is inspired by the Lord. So in this case, I was simply standing in my bathroom early one morning, probably brushing my teeth or something. I don't quite remember. But as clear as day, I heard this thought run through my head. It was this. Every day is precious because it brings me one day closer to going home to be with Jesus. Now, I literally went, whoa, what was that? I had to to like run it back through my head. It was this again. I want to repeat it. Every day is precious because it brings me one day closer to going home to be with Jesus. Now, to me, that is absolutely profound. You know, in my head, I'm thinking about checking off boxes on a calendar or a list or something. Each day that I live is a check mark to when I go to be with Jesus, that much closer. But in spite of that, packed in that same thought is that each day of life to us should be precious. We should not just be waiting to check out like, you know, unhappy here is what he's saying to us. Now, I think we need to back up what we're hearing, right, from Scripture. We can't be not we can't be relying on sound bites, calling them heavenly if they don't align with scripture. That just isn't the right thing. So let's look what Paul said when he was discussing his life versus his desire to be with the Lord in death. And this is from Philippians 1 21 to 24. Paul said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I live in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I can't tell. For I'm hard-pressed between the two. I will have a desire to depart, he says, and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. So he was kind of at a tug, push-pull kind of thing, too. But I think contained within that is the same principle and soundbite that I heard. So let's go to the second one, number two. Now, the background, the backdrop for this is that I was kind of having an Elijah day. You know, when he ran from Jezebel and hid complained to the Lord. He was the only prophet left that hadn't bowed down to Baal. Remember that from 1 Kings 19. So in this case, as I was laying in bed one night before going to sleep, I'd kind of had a low day, a discouraging day, and I hadn't really written an article a while or done a podcast for a while, and I'm just kind of feeling sorry for myself in a way. And I said to the Lord, are you going to keep using me? Or is there some kind of reason that that you're not going to continue speaking to me and using me to, uh, you know, have your voice be passed on through the teaching and the things that I do. Now, you know, we always need to examine our hearts, but I try to do that continually. We don't know sometimes we might have a hidden sin or whatever, but as far as I know, you know, things are good. And it's not that I'm not hearing the Lord. It just seems like I'm not doing, you know, quite the level producing that I that I have been doing for some time. So I'm being real transparent here, okay? Again, I'm just having kind of a low moment. I'm talking to the Lord before I go to bed, right? And again, I'm doing stuff. In fact, I just got back from Spokane, Washington recently. Got to speak at a conference. It was great. 
So don't be thinking I'm not doing anything. But for me, I'm a type A, you know, <laughs> I like to produce, like I said. So anyway, toward morning, I had a dream. In this dream, I saw some people who were working or ministering for the Lord. Keep in mind, we're all ministers, right? And it's like there were three groups. The first group was people who only ministered to the Lord for a very short time. And then they just fell away and they were done. They were gone. The second group of people ministered and worked for the Lord for like six years. And then they were done. They were gone. And then there were a third group of people who work for him forever. Still in the dream, there was a pause. And I think even within the context of the dream, I was kind of holding my breath, thinking to myself, like, which group am I? <laughs> and then after this pause, I heard, doing his work forever. And I kind of went, oh, oh, he just told me I'll be doing his work forever. Big sigh of relief. I can't tell you how much that blessed me for a number of reasons. First of all, the fact that the Lord would give me a dream like that when I was in kind of a raw, low place, he cared enough to give me a dream to speak into my low moment. That is precious. And of course, so good to hear for me personally, that I'll be working for him forever. Honestly, I was like, yippee. There is nothing I like doing more than to work for the Lord. It brings me life in a way that nothing else really does. But there's also some profound revelation in that particular soundbite about doing his work forever. Because sometimes I think we tend to think that our time here on earth is the only time that we will work for him, right? Then we'll go to heaven and maybe we'll sit around on a cloud and play a harp or something, right? There's this kind of stereotypical concept. But I do not think that it is like that. Remember, Adam and Eve worked at tending the garden and that was before sin that was that was kind of like heaven on earth so that tells you something very insightful about how god designed us he designed us to be busy and to be productive for him and for his kingdom so that's pretty cool if you ask me i do not think we will be sitting around standing around up in heaven we will have work to do and I am more than happy to hear that because I think it will be a very rewarding work for each one of us, just like the work he has for us here on earth is rewarding as well. All right, number three. In this third soundbite, I had another dream. This time, I dreamed within the context or concerning the recent circumstances of Bill and Benny Johnson. Now, I'm sure you know and have heard that Benny Johnson passed away recently from cancer. So it was almost as if I heard Bill Johnson, her husband, say this. But in any case, I heard what I knew was the Lord's voice say about Benny's passing, death has left her and life has come. Let me say that again. Death has left her and life has come. Oh my gosh, again, so profound. Talk about a summarization of someone's life here on earth, correct? Because isn't that so exactly true concerning the death of every saint, every believer? Because we inherit a sinful nature, of course, from the moment that we're born, we are dying. 
from the moment we are born, we are dying. And only when we die does life truly come for the believer. So again, that is fully backed by scripture. I'm not even giving you one verse for that. You can go find a whole bunch of verses on your own from front, from cover to cover, front to back. That is supported by scripture. All right, here's the fourth example. This soundbite concerns an area of injustice throughout the generations of my family. So this is my personal life. This concerns being passed over for things like land and other types of inheritances. So I'm not going to go through all the details of this particular scenario or circumstance again because I have given you the background in other episodes. I know I spoke about it in the episode titled, Do You Have Personal Prophetic Words That Remain Unfulfilled in Your Life? That might be episode 30, so you could go back and find that easily. So anyway, uh, I dreamed in this soundbite example that I was watching a movie with my husband. Let's say it was on Netflix or something similar to that. And so here I am watching and then all of a sudden I saw a particular person's full name and personal information spelled out on the screen. Now this was a relative of mine. Part of the personal information was redacted. It was obvious in the dream that this was for privacy or person, you know, personal security purposes. But I was absolutely dumbfounded that this person's name and information was there so visible in this uh, enormous platform and context where so many people could see it. I call my husband over or, you know, get him in the room. I tell him to make sure that we can find the exact time in the movie where, you know, so we can stop it, replay, play it over again. Because I'm like, did I really see that? I have to go back and see this again to be sure that I really saw it what I think I saw. (laughs) So as I pondered that, here's what I think it meant. I don't think it was a good thing for that person. I mean, the person whose name was on the screen, that their name was on that platform in that context, because here's what I think it meant concerning some of the ongoing betrayal and injustice in my family line. It can get confusing about who did what to whom and who's ultimately responsible for some of the things that has have happened because there's some groups of people that have come together and there's been some consensus about certain things. Um, it's, it's not all cut and dried sometimes, but what the Lord did was highlighted a particular person's name. As I thought about it, it made me realize that this person and this person alone was the impetus behind something that has happened more recently. Now, it's true, other people have jumped on the bandwagon, if you want to call it that. They've contributed to what ultimately happened. But when you boil it down, when it comes down to it, it all comes back to that one person and the decision that they made once I really thought about it. So in that way, in that simple way, God gave me some heavenly insight, a soundbite. He summarized a situation for me. Now, remember, there's a record in heaven. This should really give every one of us pause, me and you who are listening. There is a record in heaven somewhere of what we do, what that person did. And I don't think what that person did was taken lightly. I think that's what the dream was showing me. 
So remember, the Bible says we'll give an account for our actions someday. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and each one of us will receive the things done according in the body according to what has been done, good or bad. It made me think about it. Like, what if your life's decisions and your actions are up on a billboard in movie form for everyone to see? Maybe that's what he was showing me. I think something very similar to that is what occurred in that soundbite. So in that sense, in that dream, God revealed his thoughts to me about that situation. And I treasure that. His thoughts are so precious to me. Remember Psalm 139, 17 says exactly that. The psalmist says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. I cannot get enough of the Lord's thoughts. I pray daily that he would give his thoughts to me. What are you thinking about things, Lord? Share them with me. It means everything to me. So I'm sure that's the same for you. You want to hear sound bites yourself. So remember, I told you I was going to share some principles with you. So let me do that now so that you who are listening can hear sound bites for yourselves. Because I know you're asking, how can I hear it? Right? So number one is very basic, ask. It's basic, but it's important. Let's read Matthew 7, 7 to 10 in the New King James. It says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. What man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? If he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who seek him, who ask him? In other words, he's waiting for you to ask. Remember, he's an interactive God. You ask, he answers. You seek, you find. Okay? He's an interactive God. He wants you involved. It's not going to be that he just drops something in your lap without your involvement. All right? Remember that. Let's look for number two at Psalms 25, 14. It says, again in the end, uh, New King James Version, it says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. I like how the NIV puts it. It says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. So the second principle, if you want to hear sound bites from heaven, is you need to walk in the fear of the Lord. In other words, the awe, the reverence, the holy fear of the Lord. We're not talking about being scared of the Lord. We're talking about a holy fear. All right, the third principle Let's read Isaiah 66, 1 and 2 for this. It says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me? Asked the Lord. Where is the place of my rest? For all of these things my hand is made and all these things exist, says the Lord. But on this one I will look. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. Again, the NIV puts it very well. The NIV says, the last part of that section says, These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble 
and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. So the third principle for hearing the Lord's thoughts or sound bites from heaven is to walk in humility and submission to the spirit of the Lord so that when he does speak to you, you treat his word with respect, with awe. And by treating it with reverence, you also become obedient to whatever it is that he has said to you. All right. If you obey, that's one way that you show him that you respect what he said, and then he'll reveal more. And it's going to continue that way. So, all right. Are you with me, following me? I hope that all made sense to you because the bottom line is that God is no respecter of persons. And if I can hear sound bites, then so can you. And it doesn't matter whether you walk in the office of a prophet or not, each and every person who knows the Lord can hear the voice of the shepherd. That's what John 10 tells us. If you believe it be to be true, you hear the voice of the Lord because you are his sheep. So as I close, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for those who are listening. Thank you for their hearts, Father, that are just eager to hear sound bites from heaven. Thank you, Father, that you are an interactive God. We are pulling and drawing on that, Father, because you have shown us in Scripture that if we follow principles, if we ask, if we walk in the fear of the Lord, and if we are humble and contrite in spirit and obedient to the things that you say, you are no respecter of persons and you will confide your thoughts, the secrets, the sound bites to your children. Thank you, Father, that each one of us listening today can get a download of your thoughts from heaven, whether it be in the daytime, whether it be through dreams or visions, it doesn't even matter. Still small voice, any way possible, Lord, we are open and we just ask for a greater measure of your voice, more sound bites. Yes, Lord, summarize what's going on in our lives individual, individually, of course, but also the overall picture of life. We want to know what are you thinking, Lord? Your thoughts are so precious to us. Thank you. Thank you for this time here together, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, bless you. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there. And you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites there. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.